Hello, everyone, and welcome to my CHN podcast, Health Conversations Without Barriers. Thank you for joining us for day five of National Health Center Week. And today is Stakeholder Appreciation Day. So even within my healthcare graduate, graduate classes, people would say, what, what is FQHC? What is a health center? And while we're not a government clinic, we're not a private clinic. So Miriam, what makes us different? Yeah, so let me explain to you what federally qualified health centers is. So you have a little bit more understanding on what we are um, and why we're established. So a federally qualified health center, which we like to call FQHCs, provide comprehensive care services to underserved communities. Many of the Texans they serve are indigent, uninsured, and under underserved. Increasingly, more than FQHCs offer additional services such as dental mental health, and, and or substance use disorder treatment. FQHCs are community organizations with defined target populations in service areas that have comprised of at least 51% of board members coming from their consumers. So our, our board members are consumer of ours. They're patients of ours. Services are provided to Medicare, Medicaid, CHIP, insured and uninsured individuals, patients may be eligible for discounted services on a sliding scale fee based on their family size and income. Additionally, FQHCs cannot deny services due, due to inability to pay. FQHCs receive federal grant funds. We receive funds from the government, right? So um, there's a lot more to that, but in a nutshell, we're established to serve our underserved communities. We want to make sure sure that we provide that quality care by having our board members be part of our health centers and be patients of ours and seeing that satisfaction, that patient satisfaction, right? That that um, the same way that we service our board members, we're going to service our patients, our community. Um, not only that, so we have programs for those that are uninsured, but we do accept um Insurance. So we do accept most private insurance along with Medicaid and Medicare, but patients that don't have insurance, we do have those in-house programs. Uh, and that's what a FQHC is. So, Miriam, how much do government and legislation contribute to health centers like my CHN? A lot, actually. They serve as advocates for us. They There's bills that we need passed that help our health centers. Um we have a strong bond with our senators, our rep, our state representatives. We have those connections. We have those friendships that we build um, throughout, you know, um, our careers. But because they're such big advocates to our health centers, um, there's a Senate bill um, that it's called the Incubator Program, right? So what this does, it it uh. It supports nonprofit healthcare organizations by enabling them to increase their healthcare through uh, for Texans through expanding services or access to existing healthcare. So, and then promoting and supporting nonprofit public entitles through the FQHC development services. So, what this does, it helps us. It's a grant that they give us to expand our, our services or expand our clinics locations. Um, and so, they serve as advocates and the higher ups, something that we can't do. Um, so, and it's very important. They do so, so much for us. 
I know there's another organization called TAC, and TAC is um, will strength, strengthen and support community health centers to speak with unfilled voice and drive healthcare transformations by amplifying innovation, access, and equality. And so having that said, so TAC um, on these incubator programs is a growing demand for services across the state. Over the past 10 years, healthcare health center uh, patients have grown by almost 80%. In just that last five years, health centers have increased behavioral health services by 65%. To keep up with the growing demand, healthcare centers and need investments to add new providers and increase capacity to serve the new patients. So, so that's what they, they do. They advocate for us on this specific things for our for us to keep growing and keep providing those services for our patients. Um, I know there's another one that's invest in coverage for moms and kids, right? Almost 90% of pregnancy-related deaths in Texas are preventable. Um, women need comprehensive postpartum coverage to support healthy outcomes for mom and baby, expanding postpartum Medicaid coverage, expanding women's health programs, and ensuring eligible families are enrolled with support healthy Texas families. So um, I know this is one of the biggest things that are governments uh, can help us is trying to expand. So I know when baby mom has baby, she's on Medicaid, prenatal Medicaid, and then um, she passes on the Medicaid to the baby for a year. He's but moms drop, right? So we're trying to expand that to 12 months um, to continue the care that they need for postpartum. So it's very important. There's a lot of little different things that they do. Well, not a lot of little, there's a lot of big things that they help with us. And it's very important. They serve as a pillar to our health centers and we're very, very grateful for them. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are because again, we need a strong community to build us because we wouldn't be here without our patients, our strong community and everybody supporting us. Thank you, Miriam. And thank you for listening for day five, Stakeholder Appreciation. We'll be back with day six, Health Center Staff Appreciation. Mm -hmm.